0: Reset Rebel It's the Reset Rebel It's the Reset Rebel It's the Reset Rebel Coming to you every
1: day Uh, My name is Andres Moreno I live here on the island uh, since 1990 and I work as a volleyball coach teacher trainer and i also work as a dj here on the island everywhere else too where i go i dj yeah and i play volleyball so i'm uh, did i say um, my age no i didn't
0: you, you don't have to but you can if you like
1: i i will i am really proud to say that i am uh, that i am 56
0: <laughs> you look fabulous for 56 and uh, we obviously met through our volleyball connection when i started to take your lessons and um yeah, you're kind of nifty on your feet, very fast.
1: Yeah, the training every day uh, makes you makes you be quick uh, over the scent, and it's quite easy for me to say uh, because I that is my job to be a trainer, and other people have to struggle to to do exercises um, after. Um, they do their work in offices or whatever they do. And for me, it's very easy to to stay fit because of my job. Yeah,
0: I have to say, it's funny you should say that because the struggle is real this week. I've just got back from two weeks in ho- of holiday and I really want to come back to volleyball. But by the time it gets to sort of five o'clock, I'm so tired and the weather is still unbelievably hot. I just, I really, I'm having a mental battle to get myself back on the court and it's been three weeks since I played and I know that it's going to make me feel amazing and I'll be so high and happy after I'm after I'm done but I just can't quite persuade myself to get down to the court which is ridiculous
1: Actually what many people don't know is that um, if you keep doing exercises then your energy level gets higher and higher so stopping uh, doing exercises uh, it actually makes your energy level go low go down and um, you should you should start coming again we (laughs) miss you at the (laughs) court.
0: ah well i missed you too and i you know i was amazed after almost like 10 years of not playing at all how quickly i got straight back into it and you know i love obviously the fitness side of it running on the sand is like almost impossible it's really really full-on but i love that i love getting really sweaty and really high on the endorphins that i guess that i'd forgotten you know i don't do a lot of exercise on the island that involves you know really really sweaty hot hard work and then you know more importantly than all of that is like the team dynamic you know playing also for me with people who kind of live here and they're from here some of them and they you know they're all speaking spanish it's like a very rare community for me to feel like i'm part of
1: yeah part of the tribe that is what i found out when i came here to the island because The island uh, is not Spain, but I wouldn't say it is Europe, it is a particular uh, place and I started feeling part of the community here and uh, it's so diverse or diverse, I don't remember how to say it, but uh, um, uh, you you actually uh, miss uh, Ibiza so much when you live outside or when you are outside. Concerning uh, exercise, as we were talking about, um, I do remember when I was around 41 or 42 that I started having uh, knee problems and uh, pain, and the doctors told me that I should stop playing volleyball, um, and so I did, because they said I would be on a wheelchair um, in three or four years if I kept playing volleyball. Um, so I did. I, I stopped playing volleyball. I just I was just coaching, uh, but I was feeling worse and worse, and my energy level was uh, very low. and And I put up about uh, twenty kilos on my body. I was weighing um, over ninety kilos. And and um, you know, the moment I was living at that time in Germany, um, although I was coming. Ibiza in summertime Um, but um, uh, um, four years ago I came back to the island and I decided no no this is this is not good this is wrong I have to do something with my knees and my pain this is my this is my uh, sport and I want to keep playing uh, rather rather than just uh, coaching and I don't know what happened, but uh, I I lost uh, 20 kilos or 25 kilos and I don't have any more um, knee pain and knee problems. And uh, I don't know if it was a miracle from the island or just, uh, you know, um, either the, the doctors were uh, mistaken or... Or I don't know what happened but I think you you still have to keep going uh, rather than just keep taking pills and sit down in front of the TV doing nothing. That is the worst thing you can do.
0: It's very true and um, yeah I think movement I call it a medicine, you know, it's the best medicine for me, for sure, 100%. And, you know, this psychological battle, I think, that we all face as to, you know, things that are wrong with us and then we have some sort of pain in our body and then we kind of persuade ourselves that, you know, exercise is going to make it worse. But actually, in my experience, that's actually never been the case. And I think from a psychological perspective or mental health perspective, you know, the less you move... Yeah, the more flat I feel and it takes more to get me kind of fired up. Um, And volleyball, my God, it just changed my life actually in the beginning of August when I think everyone was feeling really tired because it was so hot. But you've got this unbelievable spot that just happens to be shaded at six o'clock in the middle of Santillaria by a hotel. I mean, how did you even find that place?
1: Actually, I didn't find it. There were some other young people that found it that were playing here. And I thought it was a great spot to do a to to organize a volleyball school. There were just kids playing there, and I actually taught them for a few months uh, volleyball, and then some other people started coming. I mean, I I, I have been doing volleyball um, and organizing tournaments on Ibiza since 1995, 1996. So that is a long time. Um, and now here in Santa Aurelia, um the, the movement is, is growing. I mean, you have seen that there are many kids training with us. We have a volleyball club um, called The Tribe, La Tribu, in Spanish, and one of our core um, learning or teachings is um, keep moving uh, to keep your mental uh, health uh, awake or sane um, because
0: quite difficult on this island to stay sane Uh,
1: there are many devils uh, around but at the same time uh, sport uh, is the is one of the ways to Level up to have an equilibrium between that devil and angel we all have inside.
0: Are you more devil or angel?
1: I I am both. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I haven't had fun when I was uh, younger here on Ibiza in the nineties. It was a pretty wild uh, place to be, very wild, and it was really fun. But at the same time, I repeat that um, that sport uh, balances everything that you want to do.
0: Talk to us about the 90s, you know, when you came here initially. I mean, I guess, you know, you must have been in your 20s.
1: I was in my 20s. Yeah.
0: What made you come to Ibiza? Because if you're from southern Spain, what made you kind of, you know, did you just come on holiday or did you come with your friends?
1: No, I was playing volleyball in the mainland and the sponsor of the volleyball team uh, told me that um, he couldn't pay me anymore uh, for the last month. So I I was reading the newspaper and I read this um, ad asking for... Uh, young people um, Good in sports and with good English to come to the island to work as a um, sports Entertainer in hotels, and that was actually in uh, one of these um, uh, Hotels from the Matute's family in Playa de Mbosa, so I came They hired me and that was how I started here uh, on Ibiza
0: Mm. Yeah, great way to meet people as well
1: yeah, I, I always liked uh, meeting a lot of people. I, am, I, I have this outgoing personality, uh, much more extrovert uh, before than I am right now. I keep my secrets. I know how to, <laughs> to keep them.
0: We're going to get them out of you on this podcast, I'm sure.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, you have a very nice um, personality uh, that makes people be open with you and um, I'm sure that you are going to use uh, the information the right way, uh, but I am also going to keep probably some of my secrets too.
0: No, I was just interested on, you know, what it was, um, what it was really like to be here in the, in the early 90s, you know, when that kind of, I, I guess, clubbing scene, the party scene was really just kind of evolving and, you know, of course it was happening before that, but I think that's when it really kind of hit some kind of peak.
1: I think so. I think the hippie time was like the 70s and until the middle of the 80s. And then things started changing. I was not living here yet. Um, But if I remember, I was DJ at that time uh, in different places. I lived in California. That's why I can speak English, you know, somehow well. and There was a change in the music. There was funky and disco at that time, but then it started started the house music from from Germany and from the States um, and that all, all that music came here as um, um, Export music they call it at that time and later electronic and um, There was a wild time because um, There were no telephones, no mobile phones, and um, we all called each other to be, yeah, part of the tribe. Uh, All the DJs uh, were not so famous, but, you know, somehow they were, but um, not like now. And you will go to a disco and you will never listen to one song uh, the next day or the next day or the next weekend. It was all new. Um, and people dancing like crazy and, and and loving each other that was a very good time it was a great time it was wild but of course um, when you are young you are very wild too and unconscious and probably you do things that you're not supposed to um, but that is how you study yourself um, right? I don't know if, if I'm right or wrong but I think uh, through experiences is how you start building your personality and your yourself.
0: I think you definitely learn from your own mistakes on this island and uh, yeah, if you've been here for any length of time or even just on holiday, I think everybody's made one or two in the past that they've kind of, you know, learned to transform from and that's exactly how this podcast was born you know called the reset rebel it's like you know coming here for all those years back in my 20s when I used to party as well Um then I became a yoga teacher and really the two worlds were kind of colliding and not working as well together and I had to keep constantly you know finding ways to put, put myself back on my perch and and feel good again after you know obviously having nights out in Ibiza and um, whilst also you know teaching and practicing a lot of yoga were just not ideal uh, partners but I think you know you can still go out and party and and you know walk a wellness path um, you just have to have a bit of discipline <laughs> and and this word called no in your vocabulary which I think is also difficult um, you know to stick with on the island
1: well wouldn't you say that um, life is this devil and angel um, duality. Um, I mean, who is perfect um, in this world? Nobody. Um, we have all done stupid things when we were young. But if we haven't done it, um, how come we have? We could have discovered other paths. Um, so the you know that is experience that you i think you have to have when you are young and you have the energy to fall down and get up again you know if you make many mistakes uh, when you are older then it's a little more difficult and that is why that is why probably uh, nature makes us so strong when we are young because the nature knows, or God knows, that we are going to fall down, and then you have to get up. When we get older, um, we have our head is working a little bit better. I will say, we can control our emotions much better, and we don't make so many mistakes. So we can control our lives much better, and we don't fall down. So uh, our energy level is not so high, but actually we don't need it anymore. You see.
0: Not even to play volleyball?
1: Oh, well, that is, that is a different kind of energy. I'm talking about a different energy. Um, but because it's, you know when you fall down, you also need um, uh, mental energy. You, know, you need to be strong. Otherwise, you just stay down on the floor uh, for, a, for a few years. And that is also not very good. You have to forgive others, learn how to forgive others and forgive yourself first. Um, and keep going you know it's it's just uh, a four you just have to get up and keep going yeah.
0: so what made you you know when you were obviously coming over here back in the 90s you got this job for the hotel in de embosser teaching volleyball I mean how long did you do that for before you left the island for the first time
1: oh I did I left the island in 2007 to go to Germany after my wife and my kid, they went to Germany, she's from Germany, and I decided after a year that I, that I wanted to go there too, so it was a nice, nice um, experience also. Um,
0: Where, whereabouts uh, in Germany?
1: In Cologne, I was in Cologne. Um, but before that I, started, I worked until 1997, as an entertainer in different hotels of the island, mostly uh, with the same company. Uh,
0: when and, uh, you say an entertainer, what exactly were you doing?
1: Well, during the day, it was doing sports, um, but you know, you try to make them funny. Like um, you organize a tennis tournament and rather than playing with uh, tennis rackets, you bring uh, fry pans, (laughs) you know, or play darts with the left rather than uh, with the right hand. Um, You know, of course, playing volleyball, teaching volleyball. I mean, it was it was quite funny uh, to teach volleyball to British people because uh, it is not a sport that they normally play. And I remember serving them uh, really easily and You know some guys will come and just punch the ball 20 meters out of the corner and you go like "Uh, Why do you think the lines are here for (laughs) you know? Uh, But after a week uh, uh, Teaching them how to play they were they were getting very good. They were getting very good. So funny people they're British people Uh, I I really enjoy playing with them and I mean being with them on holidays they were they were really nice um, but something happened on with with Ibiza and the hotels after 97 96 97 98 all these all inclusive uh, came to the island and I think that was not that was probably very good for the hotel companies the rest of the bars were suffering the the restaurants because people would just stay in the hotels uh, for everything they they wanted to do Um, and also it was not so much fun anymore for entertainers Mm.
0: Um, because everyone was drunk
1: actually everyone (laughs) was drunk from the morning till the evening not everyone but many people and also the age of the people started changing Uh, Before it was more families and uh, and then suddenly the hotel started being full with very young people uh, Staying in the hotel the whole day and as you said uh, getting drunk very early in the day and uh, Well, they they didn't need entertainers. The families need them, but uh, they didn't and I didn't like them anymore. So I went to do other things. Yeah.
0: So you said that you, you know, obviously you did that for a really long time, you know, maybe like more than 10 years. And then you went, obviously, to Germany to be with your wife. I didn't actually know that you had a wife and child. Did they still live in Ibiza?
1: Um, No, I did uh, entertainment seven years, eight years. um, And... From then until I went to Germany, I met this girl. Actually, I, I say that uh, uh, she's my wife, but she's not. We were not married. But uh, I consider her actually, uh, you know, we were 24 years together and we have two children together. So, um, you know, it's more like a wife and a companion mm-hmm. than uh, just another person, another girl that I met in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a few other things uh, on Ibiza until I went there.
0: W- was she from Germany?
1: She's from Germany, and she's living in Germany right now. We we split apart four years ago, and that was a little bit uh, sad. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, it was uh, another opportunity to grow for both of us. So we are both happy in different places. But I think she meets Ibiza very much mm-hmm. because... Um, because um, she had been here for almost 20 years. So I don't know if she wants to come back or not, but I know she's missing the island.
0: Mm -hmm. And you said, you know when you went over i don't know when you went to california then if was it before or after germany but you said that you really you know you've tried to leave the island on many occasions but it's kind of nigh on impossible and i think that's definitely my own experience with the times that i've thought that i was leaving and then i have just like ended up you know coming back again and finding another place to live and and you know trying again
1: it is funny because sometimes i don't know if you have the same feeling but sometimes I feel like I have to get out but once I am on the plane and leaving the island I start freaking out a little bit like hey I'm leaving the island you know um, I know that I I always have to come back uh, or I, I always can come back so no I was living in California uh, before I met I came to Ibiza um, that was from 1986 to 1994 um, because in 1990 I came but uh, I worked only in the summer I went back to California Uh, I came here the next summer I went back to California I came here then back to California until I met
0: uh,
1: this girl that I uh, and we just fell in love, and, and it was impossible to leave here. And even though um, California was a very nice place, and I was really welcomed there, as, as well as I, w- I was welcomed in Germany. Uh, but uh, I found in Ibiza something that I, that I haven't found anywhere else in the world. You know, this flow, I don't know what, what is, but it makes me feel like home. And, and, and I don't have any family here, but all my friends and, and all the people that I meet. Mm.
0: What you know, what made you leave California? Obviously you met your wonderful mother of your children, but I think, you know, like what, was it difficult to leave California? What were you doing over there, still teaching volleyball?
1: No, I was not teaching volleyball there. Um, I was working as a bilingual uh, helper in a school. I was very young. I was twenty-one, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. Really, what made me um, leave California was that I discover Ibiza. Um, when I was in California, after three years living in California, a professional team on Spain called me to tell me uh, to offer me um, to play with them. Um, for a year because they wanted to go high to the next division to the professional division they were in on the second division at that time and I said yes and I brought with me uh, another American player and we were playing very good but as i said before uh, the last month and we were the first ones on the table but the last month the sponsor told us that we were not going to get paid and we thought hell uh if i'm not going to get paid uh, you don't get my my energy so that is when i discovered this ad in the newspaper and so before i went back to california i decided to give it a try so that's why i came mm. To Ibiza, and and once I discovered Ibiza, I was hooked. Yeah, I couldn't forget it anymore. That's why I came every summer again from California, um, and, um, and 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 uh, you know I loved California and my friends. I miss I miss my friends very much, um, but I repeat again, I feel here like 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 home.
0: What what would you say it is that special something that you find here that doesn't it really exist anywhere else?
1: Well, well first the weather, you know, after living in Cologne um, It's a wonderful place Wonderful people. I never thought Germans were uh, So such a good uh, people um, but uh, the weather is horrible, (laughs) you know, and and it's really cloudy and and it rains too much, so the weather here is very good. Also, the back weather normally comes from the west, and after it goes over the whole Spanish peninsula, here maybe it rains a little bit, but uh, the weather is very good here in this part of the Mediterranean. But there is something, I think we are a body and a mind inside the body and we don't know where the conscious is I mean they say it's in the brain but um, I feel we have a very high spiritual being we I mean how can you explain the world um, with with some kind of meaning if there is not something after all these years that we live here on on earth so I, I believe in in a an spiritual site that we all have and and that feeling goes inside this spiritual being that we have and there is this kind of flow and I don't know call it energy call it. Uh, how will you call it? In fact, uh, I want to interview you.
0: No, no, this is, this is all about you today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, this, this good energy that um, makes you feel calm and aware and conscious, um, not being afraid anymore about what is going to happen. if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So just let it happen and go with the flow um I
0: think some people think that that's like a bit flaky because like there's a lot of I think people do stay in the flow as they call it here which I really personally love but it does mean sometimes that you know plans change and different things unfold which you didn't expect and I've never experienced that anywhere more than living here opportunities come up you know different changes in in plans and and I find, you know, some people get very frustrated with that way of being and, you know, feel like people don't really like to commit on this island. But I don't think that's true because, you know, as you see from teaching volleyball, people are always, you know, the same group of people are there every single week, more or less without fail unless they're traveling.
1: Yeah, if, if you compare, if I, if I can compare, if, if I go to my town, for example, in South Spain, I come from a small town in south spain um of course there are opportunities there you know especially if you want to work on the olive olive oil field um, but the diversity of the people is not the same you know they are them and you know there is not much diversity um, but they are happy where they are they are secure and if you take them out of the world they feel very insecure, even though they have money, they have a house, they, but they have all in place and, and, and if you take them out of that place, then they freak out. Here is the other way around. Um, and people say, well, how can you live with such, uh, uh, such insecurity? Um, and I quote insecurity because uh, I don't feel like it is insecure anymore because there are so many people from so many different places that teach you so many different things that they have learned uh, in some other many different places that I think our knowledge is is even much higher or better, and I quote that too, um, than other people. So, you know you can put me in the north pole and probably I will be able to survive and I won't be afraid to ask people what to do and I won't be afraid to learn where other people come here and they leave their security in their houses wherever they live and they come here and 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 they they get scared because they don't know how to how to move around on the island I think that is the reason why many people come here, but they they don't fit and they Mm live.
0: Yeah, that's also true. And definitely this island will teach you to become fully independent and rely on yourself. I mean, there's so many moving parts and so many, you know, trying to set up a business here or a career or, you know, recreate that kind of familial environment amongst friends is, is important to have some kind of roots some kind of feeling of groundedness within your community. Um, but I think there's often times here and more than anywhere else that I've lived that I feel like the rug is kind of like pulled from under you and you don't, you know, you never really know what's around the corner sometimes. There's a lot of different circumstances that are constantly moving and a lot of bureaucracy as well in the Spanish system to get things sorted. So I think the combination, particularly when you're not from here, to kind of navigate all of that feels quite overwhelming sometimes.
1: Well, you are attaching very good points. You know, the bureaucracy here just doesn't work, like in Germany at all. I mean, not even close. Um, politicians work in a different way. I mean, the whole society works uh, differently. But if you have had, or, or this is what I think, if I knew what my future would be um, for the rest of my life, Um, uh, it would be very boring you know for me and with this sort of insecurity that we have here I don't know how many more years I will be teaching volleyball for now I feel happy the people feel happy Uh, we love each other and I don't know if you are learning or not I guess you are Um, but the people are happy they do exercises and what I will do in one year I don't even know um, but as now I am a volleyball teacher I, I have been playing volleyball all my life I, I have studied volleyball I play professional and this is, this is my passion it's something that I, that I really enjoy doing so I think I will keep doing it but um, I, I won't be I am not afraid to change careers again and even when you are 56 you can do that no problem especially here on the island
0: What do you think is the biggest lesson that volleyball has taught you, rather than the other way around?
1: Wow, that is a good question. Nobody, uh, uh, I I don't even think I, I ask myself that question. So probably I will need a couple of seconds or minutes.
0: (laughs) Take your time. I can just gaze out to this river that we're sitting in front of in Santillaria, which, yeah, I can hear like the rustling of the, the beautiful, flora and fauna in front of us, which um. Yeah, it's a beautiful place to sit whilst you're pondering the question.
1: <laughs> I think volleyball has a net in the middle from, you know that separates one team from the other, um, different than football or uh, handball. And it's, and it's also a team sport, not like tennis. In tennis, you are just playing against another. But in volleyball, you are playing uh, only, only with the other people. Uh, in beach volleyball you are two but you can you can still fight if you are two but if you play indoor volleyball is six people and and uh, if you fight with each other uh, then things just don't don't go well Um, and when the ball is in your court um, the other team cannot do anything just wait until you pass the ball to the other side I enjoy that, uh, and, and that means that it is only, you know, whatever happens is whatever you do um, as a team uh, together, um, and uh, I think that is the social part that I enjoy the most. Um, that that have, I think that is the part that has taught me much more in volleyball than, than anything else, To to do something together and not fight be able to find a solution uh, but without fighting yeah
0: that's very very interesting and i think you know that was probably the number one thing that i observed when i started to play volleyball the way you teach it because for me it was always about kind of just getting the, the ball directly back over the net but now i understand that i'm my role is you know, often, depending on what position I'm playing, but, you know, I'm trying to set somebody else up to win. And I think that's really beautiful because it's a great metaphor for life. Like, instead of it all being about me and focusing on one thing, it's actually I'm trying to set the people up around me to win. And I was like, oh, well, if I... Maybe that sounds really cheesy, but if I take that into my actual life off the court as well, then I'm, I'm always winning, which is really... I really like that idea, and I'd never kind of felt like how good it made me feel to help other people make a really good shot and get it back and for us to win the point. So for me, teamwork obviously makes the dream work, but it was like really beautiful to understand how good everybody feels when, you know, you club together and create something, you know, as a team and and my work is not really like that I'm podcasting I'm editing I'm interviewing people you know those are the beautiful parts of my job but most of my time is spent in front of a laptop by myself so to be in a team again was just like wow this is amazing I really really love it
1: yeah you can get lost probably when you work for yourself and too many too many hours in front of the computer and and you forget there are other people outside, especially nowadays that you are in a computer, right? um, doing things. Um, and I, you know, I enjoy people playing volleyball, people that don't know how to play volleyball. And I, like I, me. <laughs> uh, well, you you are getting much better. Um, but I, you know, I remember going to play with the tourists and and just play like tennis. Uh, you know for a while the ball goes here and then goes there and there is no team sport uh, I mean there, I- there are no plays nobody plays with each other they you know the ball just go one from one side to the other like tennis mm-hmm. until you stop the game and you say well why are we here six mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and why we have three chances to touch the ball as a team if we are going to play like tennis why don't we divide the court uh, into three places and we just play, you know, one against the other. Um, And um, actually it is quite... um, I I feel quite happy when I teach people how to play volleyball in that manner where you try to pass the ball the best way you can and to the best position you you can to your partner. Uh, So he can play the ball the best way back to you so you can jump over and hit the ball and actually not hit the ball anywhere, hit the ball, wherever you want to hit the ball. So, you know, in all sports, football, basketball, tennis, you know, the, the main idea, the main focus that you have to concentrate to is, is to, to hit the ball, but to hit the ball, wherever you want, not just blindly, uh, over to the other side of the net.
0: Well, thank you for coming to meet me by this beautiful uh, river, the, uh, the, the Desrio part of Santilaria in the title that probably no one knows um, who's English, who just visits what that actually means. But it means river, and it's a very lovely spot that we've chosen to record this today, which started off in the shade and is now getting a little bit warm, so it's time to time to end. Um, but thank you very, very much for, for coming to meet me and for speaking in English.
1: I hope that my English uh, was uh, good enough for this interview and the people that are going to listen to the podcast. I was really, really um, welcome uh, to uh, come here to speak with you. Uh, your energy is is very positive and I was feeling very easy, at ease with you, so I am happy that I I opened myself a little bit. Uh, to you and to your listeners. Thank you for the interview. Reset
0: Rebel It's the Reset Rebel It's the Reset Rebel It's the Reset Rebel Coming to you every day